The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Again, and this time, Kyle. Hello. We got a couple of OGs. We do. Yeah. We have the OG OG. You had the OG OG, and then his OG minion. <laughs> Is it right if I call you that, Johnny? Uh, I've been called way worse things, so let's. Uh, okay. That's fine with me. Yeah. No. Uh, we have the great Chris Chavez. Now, what? I get a little confused, Chris. Sure. Because I'm listening to History Creeps. And it's an amazing show, and it's a lot of fun to listen to. But uh, sometimes it seems like it's a Chavez with a heart, <laughs> and then sometimes it's a, a, a SH sound, like a Chavez. So it's correct me. Chavez. It is with a cha. It's a heart. cha-cha-cha. You want right. to do the cha-cha. Yeah, Chris Chavez. And then uh, through the wonderful technology and uh, interwebs, we have the one and only Johnny Townsend. Johnny? And it's uh, Townsend uh, or uh, Tahazahand. Uh, I don't think that. I can replicate that. Tahazahand. Let's just stick with the first one. Tahazahand. Yeah. So the the other uh, better half of the original Chris, uh, history creeps. Yeah. Obviously, uh, yeah, there's yeah. there's a third member missing, but there's there's only so many spots we can do on a draft board. Actually, we, we could have put them in, but whatever. <laughs> it's fine. So normally what we do on this show is drink craft beer. Yeah. But when I reached out to you, Chris, and I said, hey, man, would you come on? You said, of course. And I said, all right, well, what's your favorite kind of beer? What, what did you tell me? I think the first thing you heard was, <gasps> and I said, yeah, I'm not a beer drinker. <laughs> <laughs> That's ridiculous. I was ridiculous. like, okay. I yeah. said, Why That's would- okay. We can... <laughs> I want to take it up for you here. Why would you have some a guest on here who doesn't drink beer? That's ridiculous. <laughs> it is a silly concept, but I think it can work. In fact, I think it can work twice. I think someone else that doesn't like beer or alcohol. Well, what a loser. No? No. <laughs> I don't want to judge him. No, the ginger <laughs> Jesus. That's the one thing that sets you apart from the other Jesus, probably. Well, Jesus turned water into wine. And he didn't drink it. No, that's just my point. I mean, we don't wine. know that. That's true. He may, have. Have yeah. he may have been sneaking out there at night, like, yeah. dipping his cup in there, taking yeah. it back to the room. Right. I don't know why, but I just thought of Jesus walking out with, like, a, a Little John pimp cup, <laughs> and that's what he's drinking his wine out of. I had to share that. It was a chalice. What if he walked out on that water, and then with each step, it was just, like, more and more wine? That would have been fantastic. Well, eventually, it's got to turn to moonshine. You can't get much more on your alcohol content. Yeah. Looks more bang for your buck. <laughs> Don't anybody understand? Wine turns to moonshine? Hopefully. Well, no, but eventually down the line, if, if it's going to be that strong, it's just going to become moonshine anyways. <laughs> so, Chris. Uh, what's up? Well, you, I'm, in, <laughs> I'm in moonshine country down here. You so. are. You are. You are past yeah. that Mason-Dixon line where the moonshine flows like water. Johnny, have you had moonshine? Yeah. Uh, back in my drinking days, yes. 
Uh, I had had a couple different friends who would make it. One of them was uh, one of my buddies, uh, Ken, who was in the Army at one point, so that's where he learned. <laughs> and that was some stout stuff. Nice. I would not recommend. Puts hair on your chest for real. Nice. Yeah, I've never had oh, moonshine. Yeah. I've had knockoff. Knock moonshine? No. I've had knockoff. I've never had the actual like distilled, if you do it wrong, turns to gasoline shit. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. If if you mess it up in the in the in the process of like distilling it, I'm will not turn trying to. Gasoline. I'm not trying to drink something that might be gasoline. I had, I believe it's legit it? moonshine <laughs> because it was in uh, a, like a Carlo Rossi style wine jug, but like mm-hmm. the label had been peeled off and mm-hmm. it was totally clear. It was a. Uh, you don't know him, but he used to Is work at Mullet? Ice with me. Yeah, it was Mullet. <laughs> yeah, I don't know was. Mullet, but that's only, that's yeah. the only one you tell me about. Yeah. that I don't know. Passing around the fantasy. Uh, draft table, just letting people just sip on moonshine. It was, it was an interesting. Note. Now, 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 is it all moonshine knockoff? Technically, is oh. it? Oh, hmm. well, yeah, it's, yeah. But think about it. But re- real about versus it. fake, because like I made moon. Brian had my moonshine. And yeah, it's literally just Everclear. So <laughs> it's it's Everclear yeah. fermented with whatever you boil down into it. You take all the sugar out of your juice. You throw Everclear into it, and it just it ferments in it, and actually makes Everclear stronger. Right. Um, wow. But it's not real moonshine. Okay. It's not going to hurt you like real stuff. Mm. So we're not having moonshine today. No. Nope. Oh, uh, we aren't. No. Shit. We had uh, a a, nice, buzz. a a nice curveball thrown at us that I was more than happy to take on. Chris is a whiskey drinker. I am. And today I. Uh, got the nice excuse Some of us are worried about him he's fine <laughs> he's in good company that's what it's all about you need to be in good company when you he drink. sends me pictures every night of just how just how many uh, glasses he's emptied <laughs> i'm like yeah. look at these bottles bought all three of them today yeah and he, and he <laughs> actually he gone. told you that with actual audible words <laughs> yes he sends me pictures and audio wow. clips <laughs> i thought it was all uh, i uh, drank all the video well, he's worried because now I'm very clear when I speak after three bottles. Oh, so he's yeah. very worried. It's yeah, just become yeah. blood. He can handle it. That, that, is, that is when you should start like saying, you know what, friend? Uh, I think we need to have a, a what they call a meeting or a yeah. uh, convention. You want a ch- convention? You want to check in and see how, how what's what's the blood content in my alcohol stream? And today, what exactly. is it? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so real quick, we'll mention what we're drinking. The yes. first thing was bullet bourbon. Had what, that before. You've had that before. Had that before. Um, it's okay. It's it's not one I would typically pick up. It's it's got um, I don't know. It's a. It's not bad. It's good. It's pretty mm-hmm. good. It's it's a smooth. It's a smooth whiskey. You know. It it gives you that nice whiskey kind of warmth, which is great. Uh, but good lord, this other bottle, man. I've not had anything like this before. This is really good. Colonel E. H. Taylor, the moment that. Chris said, I don't drink beer, but I do drink bourbon. I said, that just gave me the end to go buy Colonel Taylor, and the wife can't say anything because it's for the podcast, and I can do anything for the podcast. So now I can say I drank it, and yeah. it was for the podcast. Yeah. Don't yell at me, Aaron. That's it. That's my wife. There you go. <laughs> I didn't I didn't anticipate you getting an out, but you got an out. I got an out, and Kyle has a face buzz. Yeah, he does. <laughs> He's so rosy over there. You're he not looks a, like Santa Claus. You're not a whiskey drinker, Kyle. Oh, I am. It's just oh, okay. usually mixed drinks, and oh, okay, I, I know my level. Okay, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> if it burns my throat, 
You're like, okay. That's when I go, okay, comes. maybe I need maybe I need to dilute this with, with some Pepsi or something. Yeah. <laughs> you may be able to light these uh, bourbons on fire, uh, you know, with a, a match or light something. light most so. alcohol on fire. Yeah. yeah. So. Bullet, again, Bullet's pretty decent. You know, it's not bad. I like It's good. It's not one that I typically pick up, but I'll drink yeah. it. They um, were both good. But that second one, man, it's got this, like, this kind of underlying hint of caramel and something else, like a vanilla or something. It's still the sweetness. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's barely a burn on it. Like it's it's there, but it's super super like minimal. It's yeah. it's yeah. nice, nice and smooth. It's right at the back end, and it's not that harsh. And it's got a, a beautiful golden golden color. It does. It, I remember when I, I poured it, and I remember remarking like, "Wow, that's a." That's a lot darker than the bullet. Yeah, it's up. almost it's al- it almost has like a, a dark rum look to it. Yep. It yes. really does. Yep. And even the, that sweet taste, it's like, wait a second, are they mixing rum into this and trying to pass it <laughs> off as bourbon whiskey? They're just like, we ran out, grab that bottle of rum. We're just gonna pour. It. They were not. They're not gonna notice. Uh, Johnny, um, do you want me to try and send some through the uh, internet right now? Here, I'm, I'm gonna pour it through Matt's yeah, just laptop. Pour it through the web there. Yeah, I'm sure Matt <laughs> yeah. appreciate me pouring it on his laptop. That's how it works, right? We just pour it on the keys. <laughs> yep. Johnny will get some on his side. And then I just yell "set," <laughs> and then it just goes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm not an expert by any means, but I do know that drinking is just like smoking. Like I can have secondhand drinking. That's right. Man, and that, it works just fine. That's yeah. called baby birding. I was wondering, yeah, baby bird style. There you go. There you go. So we already randomized that. Chris, if you could vomit your Chris, if you could vomit your uh, alcohol into my mouth, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, the whole the whole here. next exclusive episode of of that's odd or history creeps is just me vomiting into your mouth. <laughs> yeah, people would pay good money for that. Oh, I know That's, they would. You're supposed to make the OnlyFans first. There's a lot of creepers. Yeah, we're gonna have a History Creeps OnlyFans oh, account. Jesus. We're gonna have a we're gonna have a Pornhub. It's page. just me vomiting in a Johnny's mouth. It's just you vomiting. <laughs> <laughs> We've just taken over and devolved the show. Sorry, dude. Yeah, you gotta vote. You gotta vote which one gets coronavirus first. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> This We're, has nothing to do with either of you two. Every show I'm on spirals within the first five minutes. It's yeah. almost like a given. I normally mark the time. I remember, I, I look at where we're at, and I'm like, yep, and this is when it went downhill. <laughs> and today yeah. it wasn't that far. So. Well, this this went downhill the second you said, Johnny, would you be a guest? That's probably right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So we are going a little creepy. Yeah. We're uh, we're gonna make dark. yeah we're gonna make people get a little squeamish out there. I think this is gonna be the most listened to thing. People love this shit. I love it. Yeah. I'm addicted to it. I've been a fan of so many different versions of this topic, uh, from Criminal Minds to um, there was uh the Aquarius show. Did you watch that mm, with no. Ross from um? Friends. Friends was on it. No, I didn't watch that. And that was uh, the story of the Manson family. But anyways, what we're talking about today is serial killers and my favorites, cult leaders. Because, come on, we all need a leader in our life, right? Yeah, and why not be a cult? Why right? not be a cult? Join, come along. Join, join a brotherhood. Us. A brotherhood. Yeah, we're all in this together. So today, Crafting and Drafting fans, you're part of the Crafting and Drafting cult. I'm hoping we have some creepers here too. Oh, I would love it from History Creeps because you were uh, you were just recently a guest, and we told them, "Hey, make sure you jump over." So, creepers, I hope you're here. I hope you're listening, and I appreciate them coming on. This is awesome. So, we already set the draft order. Chris gets the Ooh. first pick. Then it'll be Kyle, then Johnny, 
and then I'll wrap it up. And then in most drafts, it's called uh, Snake, and therefore in the second round, I will have the first pick and so on and so forth. Sound good, Johnny? No, but I'm on board. Okay. I apologize to everyone. <laughs> Thanks for being a for team being player. Terrible at this. No, well, that's why you have, you know. The Googler in front of me? That, and you have you the history creeps right here for, for you to, you know, ask questions to and give opinions on. So I yeah, go I first, promise yeah. You, uh, yeah, I promise you, uh, if you have any questions, I can answer them, though I will make it up if I don't know it. <laughs> well, that's the that's the point of being good on, on the air. There you you go. don't have to know everything. You just got to sound like you do. There you go. Believe yeah. what you're saying is the truth. And it will be I'll true. I'll get by my, my shoe job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. This door can fly. Unfortunately, I think with this topic, um, I won't be making up any of it because it's stuck in my brain. I was already telling you Chris. You know it, yeah. It's, it's lodged in there because no one wants to hear it, so how am I going to get it out? I agree. Yeah. All right, so I kick this off. I start. You do. This, this is the number one pick right here. Yes, this sir. is amazing because in, in sitcoms, you can kind of predict. and we did cartoons, you can kind of predict. Um, you know, with rappers, you could kind of probably predict, you know, Tupac, Biggie, whatever. Well, I mean, you threw a wrench yeah. in that one, so. Well, he's like number three. I took Eminem. But either way, oh, this yeah, one, right. that was the there's first pick. no way of knowing what could be the first pick here. So I can't wait. Actually, I want to see if Johnny can guess my number one, because Johnny and I talk about this stuff a lot. We get into this kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, I want to see if he knows me well enough. Do you know, Johnny, what my number one's going to be here, my first pick? I have I have a guess. Let's see. What is it? Uh, he died not too long ago. So, no, uh, Manson. No, was my. No. Girl. <laughs> oh. Well, that would have been nice. That would have been actually. There's a few that would could come in number one, but my number one right now is uh, it's a little bit more relevant. I've gotten into this case and this guy much more recently. Uh, the Golden State Killer, the original wow. Night Stalker, the East Area Rapist. Um, the focus of a book by Patton Oswald's wife, uh, yes. late wife, was totally into true crime and um, got into this case. She she found it as she did her true crime kind of blog and found this case and realized, like, this guy is still around. Um, a lot of this stuff really connects. And she was really kind of pivotal in helping r- kind of kickstart that, you know, the, the – uh, the everyman being a, a, a detective and looking into this on their own, right? You didn't have to be a cop. You didn't have to be with the authorities. If you really wanted to investigate and research and try to find some information on your own, you can do it. And she did that. Uh, there was a series that came out on HBO Max. Um, it's called I'll Be Gone in the Dark. Phenomenal series. And it's basically about her and this kind of path. But when I started to learn more about this guy, finding out how prolific he was, just how messed up he was, dude, he started his – his career with rapes. <clears throat> he would just break into people's houses and start ra- and rape the women there. And then one day, you know, somebody said something at a town hall. You know, he's never he never does it when there's a man in the house. So the very next night, matter of fact, it was the same guy that said that at the town hall. He went to their house wow. and made sure to do the same thing with both of them in the house. And he did this crazy thing where he would make the, the husband tie the or make the wife tie the husband up. And then he would tie the wife up. Then he'd go into the kitchen, grab a stack of plates, and put them on the make the husband lie on his stomach, put him on the small of his back, and say, "If I hear them rattle, I'll kill your wife." And then does what he wants to the wife. Like it was that horrific. 
he graduated. He there a few years went by, and he ended up moving. And this all happened in California. Moved down the California coast, and he graduated to murder. He started killing the people as well. Um, craziest thing is, is this happened during the seventies uh, and eighties, and he just got caught two years ago, a right. year and a half ago, with DNA evidence because someone in his family tree did that twenty three and Me, and it matched up like almost perfect that whoever this question mark was, this has to be him. So they figured out it might be this guy. He put his trash out, you know, one night. They went out and grabbed a bunch of tissues, ran the DNA, and it was a perfect match. They've arrested him. And as a matter of fact, yesterday or two days ago, he was um, sentenced. They actually sentenced him to, I think it's 10 years, uh, you know, for 10 year uh, or 10 life, life sentences for, for each of them. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so my number one. Yeah, he's already old. My number one is uh, Joseph James D'Angelo, or the Golden State Killer. Yeah, Joseph James D'Angelo. J. Yeah, good pick, good pick. So that's my number, my first pick. <sighs> the Golden State Killer. That's something the uh, crafting and drafting fans that are. Uh, Used to cartoons and sitcoms weren't quite ready for it. <laughs> no, yeah, we're going deep and hard right away. That's the that thing about dirty. these. Oh yeah. my god, the, it's about to get dirty. Right, I, I, I was before we kicked this off and before Kyle got in, but I was talking to Chris about like the list, and I'm like, man, there's this one guy that's just strikes evil, like like stands out, and then he goes, huh? "Is it the Golden State Killer?" I'm like, oh shit. That's another guy. <laughs> yeah. There's so when you many, look at the man. amount of like the number, I think it was like 50 something rapes just That's in the whole rape insane. thing. And then 10 actual murders. Uh, and then apparently he was they, they also think he was a guy that before the rapes happened, he was a guy that was breaking into people's houses right. and doing all that kind of stuff. Right. The ransack somebody they called him or other. I can't remember. Yep. Prolific. Unsettling crazy to think that he just got caught like this is an old guy this would be Centuries like later. this would literally be like kyle like all of a sudden you get in a phone call from your family and uh, you know hopefully still alive your grandpa just got arrested for what oh yeah apparently he was this murderer in the 70s <laughs> like what oh. yeah terrifying yeah. i lived my whole life by him wow yeah what basically a, yeah what a great first pick that whole family that his family his <laughs> kids grandkids they can you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> what your perception is now after that? Kyle. Well, uh, Chris got his number one. Mm-hmm. I'm going to flip from, from murderers here and go to the other number one. Mm. The one that Johnny already predicted. There you ah. go. Uh, I've got I've got a special place in my heart for him. It actually rem- reminds me of senior year of high school. Uh, my school offered a 60s and 70s class. We actually had a, a very long, taught out like week of Charles Manson. Wow. Uh, so that was actually one of those things where I'm like, I'm actually learning some cool shit in school right now. Um, but, I mean, Brian, you and I talked about it a little bit before. It, it's a guy that wanted the cult life. He wanted to bang women, do drugs, and it all went south quick. And be with celebrities. Yes. He was uh, rubbing elbows with the Beach Boys, dude. Yeah. Right. And he, he was on his way of uh, to having a record contract. Yeah. Yeah. His, have you ever listened to his yeah. music? I was I was about to pull up on Spotify. I think we talk about it. Yeah, it's on Spotify. I think we talk about it on History Creeps when we talked about Charlie Manson back in the day. But, yeah, we discussed his music, too, because I listened to it to be informed. And I was just like, I mean, it's good. There's not going to lie. The guy can sing. (laughs) He can play. Like, it's pretty decent for that old school folk stuff. Yeah, it's folk like uh, Bob Dylan. Yeah, I would say Dylan. That's the first one that comes to mind. Dylan Seeger. The craziest thing about his music 
he wrote a song. I forget his title of it. And then the Beach Boys took it. Oh, and they they wrote new lyrics to it. But it's his it's his melodies. It's 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 his music. Interesting. Yeah. Charlie Manson, dude. I was the guy I came in hoping to get. Uh, you started off on the, on the 70s and Johnny barked him. I was like, I yeah. <laughs> back to the drawing boards. <laughs> so for my uh, final project in um, woodshop class, uh, you had to pick whatever you wanted. I made a shelf to hold my speakers and it also had a little compartment so I could put my compact dicks, discs in there. And I'm compact sure some dicks. of the compact discs got to have those two. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I remember on the last day, there wasn't much to do. That's what I call mine. Is it? <laughs> Where do you park yours? Yeah, yeah. Uh, easily in any pants. You know, it just fits right, right in. <laughs> so no issues over here. We were just like he was like you know last day. You already did your projects. Do whatever you want for the rest of the day. So I picked up one of those wood burning like stencils. Yeah, and I put in the Charles Manson smiley faces. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. And like everyone in my in I thought my you were going to say Helter Skelter. Oh, That's where no, I thought I he was going. Go yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. The whole thing. Which, which in one of the murder scenes was spelled wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Helter mm-hmm. Skelter. Moron. <laughs> that was Patty. That was Fat Patty. <laughs> she messed it up. Wow. Moron. It was written everywhere, all over the ranch. Couldn't remember Helter Skelter. Come on. Helter Skelter. Helter Skelter. Well, they were... She's from Minnesota, They were bro. also... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Also, they were almost Big always on drugs. Yes, yes always. Yeah, they were almost, they almost always on drugs. So that may have uh, yeah had an issue there when it comes to spelling. Tex Watson was absolutely um, off his rocker with some sort of crazy root. You remember this? Did Did you read up on that at all? Mm-hmm. They boiled up this root to make a tea. To give to like everybody. It wasn't ayahuasca though. Was no, it? it was out of the desert. So it was probably yeah. like some. What's the? There's that cactus. Peyote. Oh, there's another one. Oh, it's a cactus. Chipotle. Something. Chipotle. It's, <laughs> it's like Saint John's yeah, cactus Chipotle. or something like that. There's something that's a, yeah. a hallucinogenic, and it's a it's a cactus. So they were boiling it to make a tea for everyone to wow. trip a little bit. And Tax comes in and he picks it up like a baked potato and takes Ate a bite it. out oh, of it. Oh, good lord! Yeah, and he tripped for probably like, peyote, like dude. five days he just straight. Just peyote buttons all day. They found him in a, a, a kid's like a children's playground, crawling on all fours, going meep 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 meep. <laughs> I'm sorry, I love these guys. <laughs> wow, Johnny, what do you got, man? You're up. I am going with Jim Jones from the People's, People's Temple. Um, Jonestown. Of course, uh, yeah, Jonestown uh, in Guyana where they went there, and he pretty much forced – they say it's assisted suicide, but I think – I'm saying he's responsible for all their deaths. Over 900 people died. These are all people from America. But what's even more tragic – if you can even think of it as being tragic, is the fact that it all started out from a good place. Um, before he lost his mind, yeah. uh, he was actually one of the most accepting of uh, of people. Like the, the the group in People's Temple was quite diverse, especially during the time. This is during the '60s and '70s, especially during that time. Um, to be how diverse it was, even in ages and in uh, you know races and all that stuff, it was very diverse and accepting, but. He eventually just started getting more and more out there, and you could tell he was all for power. And the only reason he even left uh, was because they there was this big article that was about to come out 
about the People's Temple. These people had left there, and they were starting to tell tales, you know, telling tales outside of school of all the abuse and stuff that was going on inside of it. So he took all his people down uh, to, to, to Jonestown, and, of course, uh, you can still find the – I wouldn't recommend looking it up. It's but rough. You can still find yeah. the the footage of just like there's like a helicopter that's above yeah. where all this happened, and you can't even see the ground because there's so many people and, and children, which is even worse. They were the first to go. Uh, down there. And um, <laughs> it's just an awful thing, but I would – I would dare say, in my opinion, he's he is, if not the worst cult leader ever, uh, when it comes to the number of lives he affected. And it's so impactful in terms of even pop culture that when you hear the term "drink the Kool Aid," yeah. you know Flavory. what I mean. It's it's yeah. from that immediately. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's sick, and that that's the other thing that's sad is that during that time, all of his all of his. Uh, his messages, his his sermons, his teachings, they recorded audio. And so there's actually oh, recordings yeah. of audios of this entire thing. Mm-hmm. And you can hear people kind of wailing and crying and him saying, you know, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Just dr-. It is disturbing to actually listen to it and, and hear it. It really, really is. A congressman came down to he, see what yeah, was yeah. going on and they killed him. Yeah, they killed him. Yes, yeah. Killed him and the camera crew that went that was there with him from I think it was NBC or one of those. Yeah, uh, and, and he would run these uh, even when he was in the United States. He would run these things where he would uh, uh, set up where it was like somebody was trying to take him out. Mm-hmm. And he would literally have uh, himself shot at just to put his people on edge to make them believe more of the stuff that he was saying. And he would also he was also one of those that would do the fake healings. Like uh, he famously healed this one lady who was like his secretary or something who could walk the whole time. But you know he made it seem like he's the one that fixed her. Mm. Yeah. Wow. And and just absolutely high off his rocker on meth, mm-hmm. like the whole oh, day. Yeah. And that's it. And then he needed to come down. So then he would start taking like barbiturates or whatever to, oh, yeah. to come back down to go to sleep at night. And that's yeah. why he started wearing the sunglasses. Yeah, you, can, you can hear it, yeah, and you can hear it in his in his audio because he would slur yeah. a lot, and and his voice would slow down. Like you can hear his voice slow down yeah. when he's talking. And in, in the beginning, that's what the, he was known for. He just could just talk, and it was just captivating. And he was flawless in his speech, and just and then over time, like you said, he just like oh, I don't even know how that happens. How you start with trying to get? It was very. He's very. Yeah, he's very charismatic. Yeah. Uh, that really helped too. Uh, that's the one thing with these cult leaders. I mean, Manson was the same way. Yep. Yeah, just on a smaller scale, that he was charismatic and he knew the people who would start following him you right. know, were the disenfran- uh, you know disenfranchised. And that's the same thing with Jim Jones, just on a much larger yep. scale. And it wasn't even Kool Aid. They didn't they didn't splurge. They went the cheap stuff. It was flavor aid. It was yeah. like grape juice, grape drink, <laughs> purple drink. It was, yeah. <laughs> So I get back-to-back picks. Oh, that's right. We're doing the snake. Yeah. And I'll I'll go back to serial killers, and I'll take probably the most prolific, uh, the ones that everyone thinks of. First, I'll take the number one. Everyone knows Ted Bundy. Yep. Yep. Ted Bundy, the, the thing I didn't know about him until I started learning about him was that he actually got caught. And escaped custody mm-hmm. by saying that he was going to represent himself, right? So that he's actually like being going to be prosecuted and brought to trial. And he says, "Well, okay, well, I want I want to represent myself." And they're like, "Okay." The the thing with that is, he realized that 
he would be put in he would have access to a library and so they put him in this library and the, he wasn't handcuffed or anything like that so then he jumped out of a second story window mm-hmm. and then ran away yep and then he was gone and no one knew what the hell happened to him and he was just gone this is back in the day when you can't be found right like you take off you're gone you're gone that's it no one knows how to track you yeah. no one his face wasn't out there in public it wasn't like most wanted or anything existed and he and didn't he look like gone. a regular like no wackadoo. he wasn't somebody you see him and you're like oh this guy something's wrong with him right he was from all accounts i mean not even accounts look at he was a good looking guy yeah uh, so look Very at uh, look at how netflix charming. has recently portrayed him and then and, and these women who are in love with true crime are infatuated over yeah. how he was played yeah he he was on a suicide prevention hotline yeah he did that for a while he, he kept people from killing themselves because he got off in the power of manipulating people. That was, like, the, a big thing for him. So he then escapes, right? He makes it all the way down to Tallahassee, Florida, and he performs one of the most horrible acts ever mm. when he goes into that sorority house yeah. and picks up a, a freaking tree branch, man, <sighs> and just goes to town on these poor girls. Just It's horrible. So, yeah, Ted Bundy, my favorite uh picture of him you see and he's like screaming at a camera it's in his final um court appearance and he's screaming tell the jury they're wrong yeah it's like iconic like you can see the actual evil finally come out of him you finally see the break where you thought you saw like this dude he's like oh he's cool, normal calm and collected exactly yeah. and then here he is knowing that he's done and he's he's going away forever and yeah that's some of the things that him. that kind of get me are these kind of larger than life monsters and then how easily they were take take gotten like he got pulled over wasn't it like he got mm-hmm. pulled over from doing some stupid illegal turn or something yeah he got pulled over and they're like wait a second right we recognize you what's going on here <laughs> he does have the great quote and of, here's the thing you're a murderer yeah. right on the run and he pulled over he still pulled over for he, the cop he, like he's, he's like he okay can, sure i can pull this off that's the best thing like that, that that gets him off is like he thinks that he can constantly manipulate people he and always he's get smarter, away. Yeah. yeah. So the next guy is not at all like Ted Bundy, mm. but the name is just as big. I think I know where you're going with this. Jeffrey Dahmer. Yep. Yeah. Poor Jeffrey Dahmer. I will go to my grave saying this. He just needed help, guys. He did from he a just young, young, needed young help. age. If we had the the same kind of understanding of behavioral health, mental health. Uh, a lot of the issues that we have today back when he was a child growing up, yeah. he exhibited so many signs that already kind of point to this is not okay. we right. got to talk to this kid. His uh, dad gives him a chemistry set, and immediately he starts melting away like frogs and stuff. Bro, him and his dad would together – you know, bleach bones of animals yeah. and things like that because his dad would thought, oh, he's into science. This is great, right? Uh, and then no. when he would exhibit these weird things, one of the things I heard was like the response was always, oh, he'll grow out of it. Right. It's uh, so sad. You also, know? not just mental health for Jeffrey Dahmer, also the acceptance of the LGBTQ, you know, community. Yeah. If, if he was allowed to be himself, um, a lot of his problems was the fact that it was constantly the battle if he's got to hide his sexuality. He was gay. Yeah. And, and his family was very religious. Like, right. his dad was very religious. So, I feel bad for Jeffrey Dahmer. And it's so horrific. The, at, I, oh, yeah. 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 That that's where it gets... That's where it gets... Yeah, that's what I was about to say. It's... I don't feel bad for him because of what he did. Uh, that, to me, takes away all the bad. Because once you get a certain age, it's, it's on you. But... 
uh, a lot of these people, I would dare say most of them that I guarantee we're going to bring up today, uh, all of them had some, were showing signs in early life that they needed mental yeah. help. Uh, almost, I mean, Jim Jones did that. Marilyn Manson, yeah. famously, his mom tried to sell him for you know, beer when he, was a, when he was a kid for beer. His yeah, uncle so, had tried to pick him mean, up. Char- Charles Manson, yeah. <laughs> yeah, not Marilyn. Yeah. Well, whichever. Well, maybe maybe Marilyn Manson's family tried to sell him for beer. Yeah. That could have happened too. That, oh, I'm sorry. I was reading my Marilyn Manson fan fiction. I'm sorry. That, that the Beautiful People by Johnny Townsend. <laughs> yeah. Charles Manson I'd has him reading those lyrics. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. Charles Manson has that famous uh, interview though, and the interviewers saying like, "Oh, you got locked away to these." Uh, reformed schools and these boys' schools, and, and, and you, you were raped, Charlie, weren't you? The, these boys took advantage mm. of you, and they sodomized you, and he goes, no, 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 that never happened. That never happened. And he goes, yeah, but anyways, you know, so I was raped. <laughs> like, literally, like, five yeah. minutes later, the dude just, like, snaps back into it, and he's like, oh, yeah, I was raped. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who's up, Johnny? Oh, yeah. Johnny, back on the clock. Okay, I'm going to go with a, what I consider a current cult that I <gasps> have been deep diving into. Uh, I'm going to go with David Miscavige, oh. who is the leader of Scientology. Uh, so I'm going to go with him. There is so many things. I mean, it's all over the place now. They tried really well to to hide a lot of this stuff, but he's apparently very abusive. He definitely loves the sound of his own voice. He's. Do you guys realize that once he took control He's only really ever done one TV interview, and it went so bad that he won't ever do another one. Really? <laughs> like, you never, ever, yeah. I didn't know you, that. There's only one interview out there. I only knew yeah. about L. Ron so, Hubbard. I never, I, I don't know this guy. He's the one who took over after L. Ron died. Yeah. Uh, so he's the one that took, so he's the one that's in charge of it now. But there's all kinds of uh, uh, of people who have come out who used to be really high up in that in that church, quote-unquote church, uh, that or that it will come out and say that he's very abusive, like he's very angry. It's such a weird thing, too. It's, uh, I mean, it's such a, it's this one's more devastating for what it does to people uh, financially, I would dare say, uh, and psychologically. So much yeah, even, yeah, yeah, because it just costs so much to be a part of it. Um, and I forgot how much property the uh, Scientology owns, but it's astronomical. Yeah. They're one of the top lend owners in the world. I mean, that's it's no true. lie. They own, they, all over the world, they own land everywhere, except for, I think, Australia, because they kicked them out. I used to live in the uh, capital, but, the capital of, of Scientology, Clearwater, Florida. Yeah, Clearwater. Yeah. 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 Down there in Clearwater. Um, but it's – so I'm going to go with David Miscavige. I think that um, – you know, you know how they got tax exempts, right? The reason they got their tax exempt now is because they literally – sued the IRS over and over and over again because they have all this money. So they just kept suing them and suing them, like, personally. They they would find people who, uh, not just the IRS, but, like, people in the IRS, they would find them and sue them, and they would follow them. They would send detectives and, and dig into all their lives and stuff, and they just wouldn't stop. Yeah. And that's also a part of them where if, like, if you are, like, I, if if you're somebody who is very negative towards this church and you won't shut up about it, they'll start following you. And oh, yeah, if dude. you're very public, they'll start following you and sending people after you. They'll go through your trash. They'll they'll they'll, they'll pay thousands of thousands of dollars on private eyes alone just to follow people around. They had the largest infiltration of the FBI ever. Yeah. 
Yes. Why do you think we have yes. not covered them on History Creeps yet, dude? I'm not <laughs> trying to open up that can of worms. We know they're messed yeah, up. And, and, and We're not problem. giving a whole episode to well, it. Well, Chris, I know for oh, sure you're an thing. SP. You're an SP. Oh, for sure. You're totally We're an all SP. SP. No, Johnny, you're not an SP. Wait, but, uh, wait he won an SP? I'm so SP. <laughs> I, I'm level 40 SP. Kyle, you're also an SP. You're totally a suppressive person. It's for sure. <laughs> the the other thing the other thing too is that makes this even more strange to me is to this day nobody knows what ever happened to his wife. His wife went missing. Uh, they s- claim that she's not missing, but nobody from the church will ever mention her or bring her up or talk to her. The reason that they even found out she was missing is because when Tom Cruise was getting married to Katie Holmes, she wasn't yeah. there. Was oh, obviously you're right. I remember that. I remember that. You're right. Yeah. That's terrifying. So uh, Leah Ramini, who was very famous for King of Queens, yep. uh, she actually filed a missing persons report uh, for, I think her name's Shelly, Shelly Miscavige. Mm-hmm. And sent the police out, and the police just came back and said uh, she doesn't want to be found. Bro, I'm going to tell you said, right now, Clearwater police are already like 90% Scientology. Like, they're, it doesn't oh, yeah. matter. You can report whatever you want. They're going to go out there and then come back and be like, no, we didn't see anything. I just realized now, after that a, pick, a we can't them, hear this episode. <laughs> <laughs> just because, a lot of Thanks, them, Johnny. No lie. That's okay. If we can't do that, I'm going to wait till a the lot last of them, one. <laughs> A lot of their security in Clearwater, and I think also at some of the bases, they call them bases for whatever reason, mm-hmm. and their churches over in California. We got one here those, in Buffalo. Oh, it's huge. Yeah, all the, a lot of those people who are security are during the day police yeah. officers. Yes, 100%. 100%. <laughs> Creepy. And every one of those buildings has cameras. So if you go by a Scientology building, be, just be sure you're, you're on camera. Wave. Exactly. Uh, Smile and wave. Show them the nice moon. Sweet, sweet. I love Good LRH. One. Would this be me? Yeah. Yes, I'm going to follow suit on uh, similar to Jeffrey Dahmer here. Uh, fear that I have my own personal life. I'm going to go with a clown. Oh. Let's take some John Wayne Gacy off the board. Uh, another one wow. that was beaten by his father, seen as a failure, also struggled with his sexuality, mm-hmm. and then buried the bodies of 33 people, roughly, underneath his house. Yeah. A lot of them were kids that worked for him. Yeah, and he was the clown killer because he was a like a child's Bogo. Uh, a clown, a clown would entertainer for birthday parties and yeah. stuff. Can but you imagine, owned- bro? Can you imagine booking a clown for your kid's birthday party and like two weeks later he's on the news getting arrested having thirty something bodies under his house? Can you imagine <laughs> being that guy, like the last guy to book him for a birthday party before he got busted? Could you imagine being a guy in the clown business right after that? Yeah. Right? Everybody in a clown business was just like, damn it. Everybody's canceling their 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 reservations. So something I learned about what made his clown different than everyone, the normal portrayal of a clown was he has sharp angles. He's got Instead of the, the round. Tri- he's got, right. His, he's got the triangle eyes. Even his, here, I can show a picture yeah. to Chris uh, and the Kyle. Even yeah. this, even around his the, face, the where smile. they have the normal red paint, it's it's drawn in a way that it's got these hard, jagged, jagged angles. So even when he tried to be endearing to like normal he still people, still came off aggressive. Yeah, he couldn't help it. He was named after John Wayne the actor. That's why he's named John. Really? Wayne. Yeah. 
His dad wanted him. His dad wanted him so bad to be this big burly man, and he got he got got a little bit of sugar in the tank. Oh, so he's like, uh, you know, my son, we're going to name him after a man's man. Yeah. yeah. He's going to be a man's man. Yeah. Dad, was, dad was an alcoholic, beat the beat the hell out of all the kids. Yeah. And uh, and then the, one of the stats that I did read up on, apparently he had a underlying heart issue. Mm. Uh, it alienated, he played it up? No, no. It alienated him at school. Oh. And then his father thought there was another failure against him because he had a heart issue. Wow. I think, I think he used that one time because – <laughs> this is so sad, the failure of the criminal justice system, but he was brought in so many times of people saying, this dude raped me. This dude like sexually abused me, and he would be let go, and he would be let go because of his ties to the, the Democratic uh, Party in, wow. in Illinois. And and wasn't he a self it, it's like contractor, I think it was. He, was, he, used, was a he had a big contract yes. company, and uh, he was. it's not the Shriners, but it's something similar to like the Shriners where he was part of this like charity, uh, the oh crap, I almost forgot. It's like three letters, you know, JSC or something like that. And they would let him go because they're like, no, we know this guy. Hmm. He donates to this and he volunteers for this, and that's it's a theme when you when you start digging into these guys that they just as much as what they do when you when when the lights are turned off in a way, you know what I mean? Yeah. What they want you to see is just as important. Yeah. What they think that you, what they want you to think, what you are is just as important as what they actually are. And that's what makes them twice as hard to catch and twice as scary, in my opinion. Yep. Chris, back-to-back. Here we go. Oh, I get back-to-back. Sweet. All right, so the first one I'm going to pull out. We're way too excited to draft these sickos. (laughs) Right? I can't help it. Uh, Dude, I do history creeps. I'm I'm, I'm born for this. They get it. Creepers Uh, get it. The one I'm going to pull up here is from the 1800s. Son of a bitch. God dang it. H.H. Holmes. Murder okay. Hotel. That's not what I... H.H. Yeah. H. Holmes, man. During the World's Fair, back in the 1800s... Had to uh, mark it off. Uh, this man literally bought a building and became like the Kevin McAllister of his, of his like thing. He literally retrofitted this building to be a murder house. There were chutes that he could dump bodies into. There was there was like uh, basements where where you know he would make sure that they would land so he could you know dissolve their bodies. And the whole time, one of America's not even America the big one of the world's biggest kind of events is going on at the time. Back in the day, world's fairs were huge yep. in our country. They'd find a city, they'd set up. You would literally build Ferris buildings. Wheel. And the whole point was to show innovation in in, hu- in humanity, like where we were as a civilization. What oh. was the best of the best, the the newest creations, the newest inventions? He showed innovation, all right. Yeah, he showed you how you could retrofit a house to literally kill people and then do away with them. There was a room, I believe there was a whole room that he had that got sealed off once you went into it, and it just started to fill up with gas. And he just did that to watch you die slowly. Like, this dude was legit messed up in the head uh but there's always something for me i'm always fascinated by some of these guys that did this back in those days because you're talking about days when there's like id there's no such thing as driver's licenses there's no such things as you know like to be able to be caught and and it's so much harder Uh, but he was you know he was caught and when they started to kind of go through the house and started finding bodies and secret passageways and secret rooms it, it became this kind of 
horrific thing. They couldn't believe how horrific this was. It's a horrible it, it scavenger shook, hunt. It shook the yeah, it shook the community, dude. But H H Holmes, yeah, man, and the 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 thing that really got him caught too was that he kept trying. Like most of the stuff that he would do, he would do to try to make yeah. money. The insurance like, that was scams. Big thing was to yeah. make even more money. Yep. So he do insurance scams and stuff. Uh, and that's literally how he got caught because the insurance company just wasn't going to take it. Anymore. So he had this safe in the uh, one of the ups. So in the floor in like the lobby area, it was a pharmacy, mm-hmm. and then the second floor was like normal. Like he had his office up there, but it was also like you could rent a room there. And then on the third floor was reserved for the, his murder rooms. And in one particular room, he had this sh- this safe put in. Um, he was a uh, shyster. You know, yeah, he yeah, would yeah, never yeah. he would never pay you. First off, no one had the same blueprints. No one ever knew what exactly they were building. He hired all these different people who needed to fire them before he fire ever paid them, them halfway through the job, yeah. so that they wouldn't know how it gets completed. Right. Somebody else comes in and completes the job, not knowing how that first part exactly. of the room looks. Yeah. So then he, he goes out. And he buys I mean, this smart buys quote unquote. He gets this safe on on credit. And he has them. He has them put it in into the wall, right? It's like <laughs> built into the room, and then he never pays the bill. And they show up to come collect it. And he goes, "You can take it, but any damage you do to my room, yeah. I'm going to charge you for it." Yeah, and, and they can't because it literally has the room built around it. Right. So what he would do? Oh my, this is so messed up. He would put acid mm-hmm. on the bottom of this safe, and then he would shove these girls into his. I was always girls when it came to his actual sexual release because that's what H.H. H. Holmes um, is a, what you call a um, it's either you're a product killer or you're a process killer. Yeah. And he was absolutely part of the process. He loved watching people die and, and that's what he got on. And he'd attract these girls by putting out uh, ads in the paper to yeah. hire them as yep. like secretaries and things like that. So these girls... Who are and, and in those days, you're moving to the big city. You're just looking for a job to get you on your feet. He'd right. snatch onto those ones. A lot of the ones that just moved or just came into the city and didn't have too many ties to other people that might come asking questions. Yeah. So the safe, he put acid on it, and he would shove these girls into it, and it would instantly start like burning their feet, right? And that would only quickly make them like fall down and like just succumb to like the lack of oxygen and everything like that. Yeah. And yeah, he had I think the worst thing that he you know, did, though. You know the Scooby Doo cartoons when you could like look through the like pictures yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. He, he had did, that. He did that. Yeah. yeah, that's where they got the idea. Yeah, from, I think guys. the worst. But then, and then that's not even talking about the fact that he took this person's kids and made mm. them think that these kids were alive this whole time when he had brutally murdered them uh. like months before. Yeah, that was a, his, but still made the woman think that they were alive. They were like that was his henchman, right? That he kind of like he was because that's the other yeah. thing. He had the cadaver. And the skeleton business where he would yeah. kill people and then he would, like, sell them. Yeah. That was messed up. Science and medical and, and, and the medicine, you know, industry at the time would pay top dollar for full full skeletons, right? Articulated skeletons completely ready to go and modeled. And, yeah, he didn't tell you where he got them from. No. But he sold them and he made that money. And I believe I read somewhere that there are still schools, like still universities that have certain ones that – they're not sure because they were purchased during those times in that area. So there are still schools where that the bodies could be somebody that was murdered by H.H. H. Holmes. Crazy. Isn't Wild. that insane? All right, my next one, uh, I'm going old school still. We're staying in, in, in the Victorian era. 
uh, probably oh, one yeah. of the first serial killers to to kind of make their name. Right, so much so that they gave him a nickname. We're talking Jack the Ripper. That's the one I thought you were taking earlier. Damn. Yeah, yeah, I'm going Jack the Ripper. This is the this is the one that I remember from my youth. Uh, probably the first time I ever heard of a serial killer was Jack the Ripper. The fact that this guy, you know, got away with what he did. Nobody knew who he was. And again, this is back in those days when you, there's no DNA, there's no fingerprints, there's no there's none of that. You know what I mean? So Jack the Ripper, uh, yeah, always fascinated me. Um, not many. I think it was, what, like five or six it was victims only five in total? I believe. Exactly. There was it the, depends on who you ask. There was the night yeah. of the double. Yeah, but it's. I think what, what got them was the fact that they couldn't figure out who it was. It was always done in this kind of dark of night, you know. Und- and back then, you're talking, there's no such thing as street lights. I mean, you're talking candles that are lighting up the streets, Especially right? Especially like in Manchester lanterns. at the time. Exactly. Uh, but I think what it was was just the absolute just brutality and the horrificness in how each murder started to progress and the things he would do. It looked like he was losing control. Like it was, it, it got to a point where one of them was, one of his victims was so like mangled and eviscerated. It was, they almost couldn't tell who it was. Mary Kelly. Um, so yeah, Jack the Ripper for me will always be on that list of, of serial killers. Yeah. That's, that's kind of a prominent thing. It's, it's, it's in our, our history, unfortunately, but you know, yeah, he's, he's probably one of the top. You took H.H. H. Holmes and then Jack the Ripper. And what I find funny about that, and, and funny. <laughs> what what I, what's interesting about that is a descendant of H.H. H. Holmes wrote a book and made an argument that his his uncle or great great bloodline was, yeah his yeah. bloodline was Jack the Ripper but it doesn't make sense it didn't add up um, the only thing I have to add on to that is I think that he always wanted to do what he did to Mary Kelly the last victim he always wanted to do that but that was the only time that he had access to a private room. Oof. I think there was also the, yeah, and he had all kinds of time. Right. Yeah. There was a theory that yeah. Jack the Ripper came to America, perpetrated the Velisca Axe murders, and then made his way up to Chicago, and it was actually H. H. Holmes. If that's true, that was I think H. There's H. A Holmes theory. is literally the gr- most prolific. I think that was ever. one of the big theories back in the day. I, I'd have to look into it again, but I'm almost positive that there was this tie. Or maybe the tie was that the whoever perpetrated the axe murders would end up going on to be H.H. H. Holmes. But I had, I always feel like there was something where Jack the Ripper was said to have come here, and, and that's who he became. All right. Interesting. Anyway, that's mine, Jack the Ripper. It's definitely the biggest name. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm going to follow it up with a big name. Ooh. Follow it up with uh, the lucky number five again. And followed up with another person who was never caught. At least I don't believe at the point Uh-oh. is. Yeah. I'm going to take the Zodiac Killer. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Still not caught. You are correct. <laughs> Dang it. We did cover this one in depth. This was one of the. That was, in, was going to be mine. Yeah. That's, uh, you, you can thank Chris for that because I had Jack the Ripper in the queue. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, there's so much. How many are we doing? Four or five? We're going to go four rounds. Going four? We're, okay. we're uh we're quickly approaching. There's a lot of topics and a lot to discuss on these. Okay, and cool. We're, we're we realized we're getting to the back half already. All right, let's do it. But uh, yeah, technically, it's our podcast, it Kyle, is, but, so we can do whatever we want. We we know we know the correct the correct level here. We don't want to yeah. be going three hours. People are gonna be like, "All right, we'll listen to this tomorrow." <laughs> no longer than an hour and a half. I mean, again, though, another guy who's been portrayed so much in in the recent years, the the movie in 07. Yeah. 
just the craftiness. Jake Gyllenhaal, right? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. Just the, the yeah. craftiness. You're gonna go out. You're gonna and Robert Downey. Mm-hmm. You're gonna you're gonna go ahead and put your notes in the, in the newspaper to the editor about that you killed this guy. Here you go, catch me. And he did the coded ones yep. too, right? He used to send out the coded yep. messages, seeing who could figure it out. Yep. Only one, only only one, one of those was yeah. ever decoded. Yep. Yeah. And they've given it to some of the top like CIA decoders that for the other one, they can't figure it out. It's still, un- to this day, can't what figure out what nobody knows is said. he just glued a bunch of shit to a piece of paper. And right. That's what I'm saying. He's just messing with people. The first one is a real code, and then the last one, the last couple, he's like, eh, whatever. Yeah, just fuck with him, right? Yeah. Uh, I think that's all i got to cover on that, though. Johnny? Well, the only thing I... Yeah, just to- Zodiac, what... Do you remember the executioner hood? Yeah. Johnny? With the sunglasses on it, yes. What a yeah. What he a did that when he attacked that, yeah when he attacked that couple uh, in the park. Mm-hmm. Um, he did that in the middle of the day too. By the way, yeah. yeah how uh, brazen! And he did, yeah. It, it's just and then he would go and leave messages like didn't he? Like he would leave messages on cars mm-hmm. and, and he would call from payphones and all this and all this stuff. He was very. He, I think he was just as much into playing games with the police as he was anything else right he wanted it's another guy that just like i'm smarter than you yeah basically yeah i want to say before johnny does get to it my my last pick might need a ruling from the group on this i got something up my sleeve for the last one oh okay okay. interesting johnny what do you got you're up Uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna go with the son of sam Ooh, david berkowitz Uh, david berkowitz uh of course new york city in the 70s uh, I think he killed like six or seven people around in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but <clears throat> just like the Zodiac Killer, what he did was he put a whole city uh, on lockdown, pretty much. Like everybody was just so afraid that some random killer was going to come up and just shoot him for no reason because there was no reason. Right, it was random. For yeah, yeah. At least That's, it felt which yeah is even more terrifying. Yeah, I mean he would just shoot people in their cars and stuff, just like you know, uh, very similar to the Zodiac when it comes to all of that. Uh, but yes, I'm going to go to Son of Sam. Uh, we haven't covered him on History Creeps, but he is one that I plan to cover at some point. Yeah, he's going to come up on the new sure. the new spinoff. Uh, they would have got away with it. Yeah, Son of Sam was so full of shit. He came up with that almost all of them. Were. I know, but he came up with that just to try and figure out a way of like insanity plea something. The yeah. dog told me to do it. And- yeah. It was dog. He's he was so full of shit. He his yeah, parents wasn't a regular dog. Right. Yeah, no, he right. was talking to regular dogs, man. Come on. Right. <laughs> yeah. Then he'd be crazy. A regular dog would do that. One of those you, Jesus God fearing dogs would never do that. Of course like that. not. It feels like the is it just me or does it feel like the sixties, like the late sixties, definitely seventies and eighties was almost kind of this like not a birth of serial killers because they were around before, but almost kind of like a, a, a golden, golden age of to Correct. take that. Unfortunately, you don't want to say that, but it's the golden age, right? Yeah. Like these guys and Son of Sam for me is one of those pinnacle ones. Like you hear him, yeah. You also think immediately the seventies, the era, yeah. what right. it was like. You know I what have, I mean? There's a theory about this. You ready for this? Yeah. Uh, we're all gonna go and fill up our gas tanks at some point. What does it say? Uh, when you fill up your gas tank, what kind of gas is this? Unleaded. Unleaded. Ooh. Lead, we know for sure, is a contributor to uh, odd behavior. Yeah. Decreased mental mental health, health. issues. Yeah. So there's a theory that 
as more people were able to afford cars and more cars were on the road and more of them pumping out this awful exhaust that and think about the paint think about all the things that had lead back in the day all everyone was yeah all the toys are these kids would just shove in their mouths as infants and chew on and bite full of lead exactly interesting so, that's an interesting theory man that's actually really interesting they're assholes that's what i'm going with all all of them they're just <laughs> What do you got on your double up here? Well, with back-to-back picks. Oh, don't take mine. I'm going to take one that I feel bad once again. I, I find myself sympathizing with some of these guys because I just like. You got uh-oh. problems, bro. They never, they never stood a chance. Let me kick Ed Gein right here. Oh, Ed Gein. Oh, Eddie Gein. Wow. Uh, probably spelled that wrong. The inspiration for. G-E-I-N. Yes, Leatherface. Yeah. Um, Psycho. Yep, both. Uh, I'm sure there's probably others, but Ed, Ed Gein, technically not a serial killer because a serial is three or more. Oh, really? Okay. Ed Gein only killed two people, and one of them we don't even know for sure. Uh, one is presumed to be his brother, and nobody knows that for sure. His brother just disappeared. <laughs> But he probably killed him. And then the other one was like a shop owner. And Eddie Gein comes from Wisconsin during like the 30s. And his biggest issue was his mom. And that's a theme that you can probably find with a lot of these serial killers is the mommy and daddy issues just Mm -hmm. messing these kids up. Now it just makes people have OnlyFans. (laughs) Right? (laughs) We're in a much better place. Thanks, Kyle. Yeah, I agree. We're in a much better place now. But I do, guys. I feel no bad lead. for I feel bad for Ed <laughs> Gein because I I if his mom didn't get into his head so much th- that um he wouldn't have gone down the road he did. Most of what he did is he dug up graves mm-hmm. and he, he he stole the corpses mm-hmm. and then he would use the skin because tan, tan the skin and right. use it. Yep. So Ed had a brother and he was the favorite and then they wanted Ed to be a girl at least the mom wanted ed to be a girl and then because he was born a boy it was always ed's fault yeah ed was never good enough and no matter what he did he was never going to be a girl they actually would like dress him up in like dresses and like have him like serve oh, her like her like card playing friends and stuff like that it was real messed up so eddie Gein, poor guy never stood a chance wow and the next guy do you feel bad for him also no, this next guy is the guy that I said is pure evil. Ooh. This next guy is known as the Night Stalker. The ori- not the original Night Stalker, I guess is what Chris said. But either way, I know him as the Night Stalker. Yeah, he took a they, they labeled him the Night Stalker as well. Yeah. Um, Wait, this one's from Texas. Richard Ramirez. He's from California. Is he? Yeah. Sacramento. Richard Ramirez. Born in Texas. Okay. Um. Oh my God, Richie Ram. They used to call him in high school. Is that what they? No. <laughs> he had a a cousin. A great nickname. He had a cousin that went to Vietnam and did a whole bunch of really messed up things to Vietnamese people. Jeez. Oh, and then he right? came back and taught it to Richard. He said, "This is what you do to women. Get out. Yeah, dude. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. And so he taught. Wasn't he the same one who was also on that game show? Wasn't it him? 
No, that's uh, the game show killer. The dating um, game. I mean. Al Alcara, Alcara, Al- 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 Alcara, something like that. Last name. Oh, I don't know. I Richard Rodney 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 Alcara. Yeah, Al- Alcala, something like that. But Richard Ramirez um, lived out the streets. Um, he was known by all the victims that survived. He was a serial rapist and murderer. Mm-hmm. He didn't always kill. Yeah. That was the thing about him. He didn't always kill people. He sometimes let them live and unfortunately just raped them. Let's say something about this real quick, too. Yeah. When we say rape, like when we hear that nowadays, uh, the, you know, the gravity behind what that comes with, there's, there is punishment. You, you, I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. But back in the day, in the 70s, rape wasn't seen that way. If you raped a woman, like you went a little bit overboard, but then they looked at the woman and were like, "Well, what did you do? Right. What you were do? you wearing?" Yeah. That's legit a real thing. Yeah, and so blaming. there was no yeah. real true punishment for men who raped women back then. Right. So it's rough. It's definitely rough, dude. Yeah. That, that it was just kind of this like, ah, so I raped her. Whatever. She the, asked for it. Oof. The oh, uh, the overwhelming description that you get of this guy when the the surviving victims talk about him is horrible man just the the breath and just like the dark menacing eyes and just how unclean he was because he he lived out the streets like he didn't have a home he didn't have right. a normal job the only jobs he was able to hold on to was he worked at hotels and he was like you know just like a bus boy or whatever like yeah. that and um his story of how he got caught is actually one of the few bright spots I think in all of this is that um they finally got a, like a good like picture of him out to the public and he actually so he like he was in Sacramento and that's where he did most of his killing in LA and stuff like that but then he moved to San Fran because the picture got out and he went out there for a while but then he like thought that like everything died out and when he came back people saw him going down the street and they all started pointing at him. He's like, what's everyone pointing at me for? And he like sees a newspaper clipping, and his picture is like right there, front page. And that's everyone's like, there's the guy. There he is. And then all of a sudden, like 20, 30 people are chasing after this dude. He's jumping over fences and shit. And like normal civi- civilians catch this dude and hold him down until the cops can get him. Wow. I didn't know that's how he got busted. Wow. He is the epitome of evil to me. Wow. And the other thing is he 100% believed, as far as, like he said, that Satan was driving him and it was his evil deeds that gave him power. And he honestly thought that, like, he couldn't get caught because Satan was protecting him. Oh, good Lord. Going back to uh, the Prince. History Creeps episode and what terrifies me. Right, the Dark Prince. Well, that's a good one, man. That's a good one to end off your list. That's quite a list you've got going, too. Good I Lord. Know. Uh, Johnny's up now. Uh, I think I'm going to go with one that doesn't get talked about very much up up here in America. Um, I'm going to go with the Monster of the Andes. That was his nickname. Oh, Pedro yeah. Pedro Lopez. This guy is truly evil. I would dare say he's the epitome of evil. Uh, they think at least 300 girls. That's just a, a number they throw out there. And I do mean girls. I'm not talking women. These were girls. Which makes it even worse. Uh, but, I mean, I think even uh, this was in the 80s, I believe, somewhere around in there. But he, uh, I think it won't, the re- when he got called, he actually led the police to uh, almost like 60 graves or something like that. Uh, but they were all, none of them were older than 12. Oh, uh, his my victims. God. It was truly, truly awful. 
Uh, and what was even and what's even more wild about this story is he gets convicted, right? And he gets put into a psychiatric hospital. And in 1998, I had to look this up to double check this because I thought this was true. In 1998, they let him out with good behavior, so he's he's free. <laughs> he's out and free. You serious? In South America? Dead serious. Yeah. Yes. I didn't know that. Uh, how well, how old he, is he? I don't know where he's I was at. Say now, how old but, is he? He's at grandpa. Uh, like no he's literally the old dude that's like out in front of his house gardening and you walk by and you wave by and unless you know who he is, that's literally a serial well, killer. This, yeah. That, that's kind of the same with the Golden State killer. Yeah. Right? I mean he he was a grandpa now. Yeah. So it's, it's crazy. Yeah, I yeah. I knew about this guy and I have yet to dive into it just because I know of the body count and I knew of the specific people he's targeting and I couldn't bring myself to do it. What was his first yeah, name? What truly, is it? Truly Pedro. Pedro. Wow. Yeah, he's tr- truly awful, uh, a disgusting, I wouldn't even say human being. He's yeah, really don't, right. vote don't vote for Pedro. Don't vote for Pedro. Yikes. No. <laughs> All righty, Kyle. Is this me? What do you got? Who's your I, last one? Here's, here's the the ruling. I, I want I want to know because I can make a I can make an argument that this person it might be the only female on the list. Oh, can be. I, think I know who you're talking a about. Cult. I probably don't. Oh, maybe not. Okay, I don't even think. Right. I don't even think you said cult, and now I said names. no. Okay, cult leader and a murderer. Ooh, I'm going Carol fucking Baskins. <gasps> oh, oh, he's bringing out the Carol Baskins. I, I never watched it. I haven't watched it either. I don't. So know Johnny can tell you though. He watched it. She's basically got all of her workers at the zoo down there, where she's claiming. Um, Sanctuary working for free, so she's collecting all the money beneath them. She's got them all. What appears to be brainwashed into it. Okay, and supposedly killed her husband. Granted, only one death, but what else is going on on that land? Johnny, is she a cult leader? Because she's not a serial killer. Okay, how many? We'll put it this way too. Now that there's this show's come out, you know, there's a lot of people that support her or behind her. So, is she a cult leader? Here's, here's, and she has her own music, thing I think. About, here's the thing about that documentary, too. It's very one-sided, really. It's way more for the Tiger King himself than it is for anybody else. And really paints her in a very terrible light. She, I'm not saying she's a, she's the greatest thing ever. Not, not even close. She's definitely got her own stuff going on. Uh, a lot of these people who own places like that are kind of have a sort of a cult-like thing going yeah. on. So I could definitely see that. I mean, there's one in Myrtle Beach. Yeah, too, I was going to say, he, that that's on that documentary, and that yeah. dude's definitely a cult leader, but I don't yeah. think he killed anybody. He's <laughs> definitely a cult leader, 100% a cult yeah, leader. Yeah, Bogdavon's a uh, piece of shit. Yeah. Um, I think so you could just put Tiger King cast. I consider just putting it as that. <laughs> Joe tried to kill people. She did kill people, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. I We don't know if she did. It's... Her husband went missing. He's never been found. It's reopened as an uh, investigation, though. Yeah, I mean, that's because it got so Didn't she say something about, like, slathering him in spam or yeah, something? No, no. Uh, it's not like I'd slather him in sardine oil that's or anything like that. Was. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, there's some weird stuff. Like, if it came out and she came out and said that, yeah, she did it, I wouldn't be shocked or anything. But um, definitely, I, I, I want to give it to you, Kyle, but at most it's possibly one person. Uh, I would say it's closer to cult, though, just because cult. it's so weird. And he's right, though. Like it's all volunteers down there. Uh, she's got a giant place. That's with a all cult. Ti- well, it's not just tigers. Uh, it's all big cats it's, yeah, that she's so, not feeding much better than Exotic yeah. did. 
and she's making hand over fist money. That's it a call. Like, give me Carol Baskins. Yeah, she's making a lot of money from it. Nice. Yeah. Her and her really, really odd husband. Hey, man, anybody who's willing to dress up in cheetah print and be on a leash for your wedding pictures? Huh. There we go. I yeah. I guess we need to watch this, Chris. Yeah, I just I can't I can't bring myself to do he it, dude. Do it. He won't do it. I can't. Number one, He'll watch the, it. the one that Chris. <laughs> I'm one of these people Chris that if watch it like years. Yeah, from I'm now. one of these people that if too many people are like, "This is amazing," you have to watch it. It makes me not want to watch I, I it. I think it's far enough past the publicity of it yeah. though, where everyone's telling you to. But the other piece of it is also like. There's not one inkling of redemption in that entire thing that makes, uh, from what I hear, every yeah, person on there you hate. You do, but the thing so is, like, I the thing I think that. that's cool with redemption is the actual news stories to have come out since. It's still developing and the show's done. Oh, this is going to be a part two. Oh, this is going to be an in-depth. It's already in the middle of filming with Jeff Lowe. Uh, and, for the, and for the record, he deserves to be in jail. Jeff like, Lowe? Where he should or be. Joe Exotic? Oh, Joe Exotic's a piece yeah. of shit also. You're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Doesn't he rape yeah. people? Good no, Lord. No, he just sodomizes straight men and turns them gay with meth. That sounds like rape. Yowzes. Well, they, they marry him, so it's... <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, so I'm finishing out the episode, huh? I I'm finishing out the Baskin. list. I don't want to finish. There's so many names left here. Yeah, we might have to do a part two, like a future episode where we revisit. <gasps> and we can't okay use that. any of these at all. They all have to be brand new. I'd be okay with That'd that. That'd be interesting. Gives me time for homework. All right. Here's my last one. Uh, only because we just recently covered him on our spinoff episode, they would have got away with it. Serial killer. He was on my list. Dennis Rader, a.k.a. BTK, bind, torture, kill. I was worried he was uh, going to be left off the list. He gave himself the nickname. It wasn't something that the Such press did douche. or the cops did. This guy... Um, that's what he did. He broke into. He would case people's homes, break into them ahead of time to kind of get the layout of the home, figure out their schedule. Most of the time, it was women, you know, by themselves. Uh, then he'd go into the home, cut the phone lines immediately so that people couldn't make phone calls when they got home, and overpower them, bind them, uh, and rape. The first one was a family. Originally, he thought he was going to be, you know, catching a woman and her daughter. He didn't count on the husband being home, who was home, you know, having been hurt, uh, so he couldn't go to work, and their son. So he had to deal with four people. Um, and, yeah, he, he would bind them, meaning he tied their arms, their legs. Uh, torture, when you say torture, it wasn't like he, you know, cut them or did things like that. The torture happened when he would place bags on their heads, you know, wrap their necks up so that they would suffocate to death. And that's how they'd be killed. Or he would torture them where he would physically strangle them to the point where they pass out, let them wake up, do it again over and over so that they realize this guy's doing this to me, and then finally kill them. Yeah. It was It's brutal. Yep. The thing about this guy was, like a lot of other serial killers, he was very into himself. He wanted people to know who he was. And when he murdered that first family, right, that the, the, it was a family of four, uh, there was other family members that they came home later. They weren't there. But when he did that, the police ended up arresting another group of men for it, and he didn't like that. He was just like, wait, I did this. I want the notoriety. So this is one of these kinds of guys that, number one, he's already fucked up, and he's doing some fucked up shit, but he just wants the cops to know. So this is the classic kind of cat and mouse thing with the bad guy messing with the cops. So he'd send him a letter saying it was me. This is how I know it. He drew out what the crime scenes look like, described them to a T, 
and then would continue to do it. He'd go off for a couple of weeks, what's, years. What's even more insufferable? What's more insufferable though is he would say, "Hey, uh, he wouldn't just send them no. a letter. He would say, you got to go to this place.'" It's like a like a freaking treasure hunt yeah. or something. You got to go to this place yeah. to find where I put this letter exactly. in some book in a library that nobody would ever check out. That kind of stuff. This guy was insufferable. I this guy he was, was so fr- he was even if he hadn't killed anybody, this guy's so hateable. He was so ridiculous that he killed a woman, knowing that no one would probably find her fast enough. So the next day, he went to a payphone and called the cops and said, "You're going to find a body here at this that's this dress. This is the person's name," and he hung up. Um, and they did. They went and found the body there. Like this guy, just he needed that kind of attention. Um, He's the asshole that actually bor- poured himself a bowl of cereal. Yes, and ate part of it and left it because he's a cereal killer. Get it? Dennis yeah. Rader's the worst. Legit. Um, he he would end up becoming. But if you knew him in real life, you'd think he was a great man. He was the head of a church, one of the one of the top guys in a church. Uh, he was a Boy Scout, a Cub Scout leader, and that leads me to what I need to chime in. He literally skipped, so he did a Boy Scout retreat, yeah. like right. He left, and while they all and, went to bed, and they he went and killed someone. Yeah, went while to, they were all sleeping, then came back and act like it was enough. There's another thing that Picked he used up the to do. Prostitute, right, with his kid in the car. Yeah. One of the things he used to do um, is he would take photographs of himself bound he would bind himself up and hook up a camera so that it would take pictures of him all bound up with plastic over his face and the, wearing the a woman's face. a woman's a face as a mask like it was fucking disturbing shit that was the one that he dug the grave yeah he dug a grave and he laid in the grave he would do picture. this he would do this while out on those cub scout trips like while they were doing something like uh, out like on a river somewhere, he'd go off and do this shit. Yeah. And there was one time where he almost couldn't get out, and he actually was scared, thinking he was finally going to get caught. He almost couldn't get out of his own bindings. Um, but the dude was so sick. He There was a long time when he took a break, and a lot of experts believe it's because he had these photographs of himself that he just got off on just looking at them and, and looking at that kind of stuff. He was also a um, dog catcher. Yeah, and he was able to euthanize the dogs. And yeah, he was that a, that was he was kind of, of a, a messed up kind of control freak guy, uh, and then he disappeared, disappeared for thirty years. Nobody heard a thing from him, right? Until the hometown said, "Hey, we're going to do an expose in the news about the BTK guy. Remember this guy? He he had disappeared. He must have died or moved on. He didn't like that. He's like, no, I'm still around." He reached out immediately, saying, "I'm still around and get ready. Here it comes." Then he started doing these little cereal boxes that he'd leave around right with like barbie dolls that yeah. were tied up and put in positions that a lot of his his victims had been put in yeah. he'd leave these with and then tell him go find them right Good. and he took trophies so he had like driver's yeah. license of my favorite like thing that. though is how this guy gets caught he gets so full of himself that he says i'm gonna send you police i'm gonna send you a a, a computer disc right a, a disc you have to tell me the truth. Will you be able to trace it back to me? And the FBI is like, no, we can't trace it. So he's like, okay, cool. Here you go. And he sends them this disc just to see, you know, just to send it to him. Obviously, they traced it and they found the guy and got him. Yeah. Because but that's I'm, how dumb he was. Yeah. He's just like, you have to tell me the truth. Right. Can you trace this if I send it to you? And they're, they're like, yeah, no, we can't do that. Dennis Reader's the worst, guys. Yeah. But yeah, that's my last one on my uh, my four serial killers. Can't, I didn't do any cult leaders. Mine are all serial you killers. You can't give yourself a nickname. 
Everyone knows that. No. Yeah, that's what he did. His first letter to the cops, he, he said, make sure, you know, that I'm the bind, torture, kill, the BTK. He tried out a couple of things. Yeah, the he garot, tried a few the garot kill The Garot Phantom. Yeah. That one was like, I wish he would have gave himself that name because we'd still be laughing about that today. <laughs> you called yourself the Garot Phantom? Man, what a douche. Right. So, yeah, there we go. Um, we'll do honorable mentions because we'll probably won't revisit uh, revisit this for quite a while. I don't even like calling your honorable mentions, but that's what we Dishonorable do. Dishonorable mentions. This nice, nice, Kyle. Yes, Edmund Kemper. Yeah, Kemper. Uh, who else we got? We got Eileen Warnos. Is Altimio Sanchez on there? Yeah, Altimio Sanchez. Uh, one of my favorites. Is Man, a you've guy. got favorites. Yeah, I do have favorites. This is another guy that could have been saved if um, erection um, medication, like um, the blue pill was around. You've got uh, Richard Chase, who couldn't get an erection, and he would have been saved if, you know, he could have just had a... So he couldn't get his erection, his name was Dick Chase? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he also had a, a severe mental disorder. Remember um, Aileen Wernos? Yeah, the the well, she's considered one of the well, not more modern first fe- uh, female serial killers. There have been serial killers that were females in in you know olden days. Yeah, but she was more of the modern ones. She was a uh, didn't she was she a prostitute that rare. would car- kill? Yeah. Yes, right. She was yes. kind of like the um, uh, what do they call those people that kind of just uh, hang around and An escort from town to town? No, she wasn't a prostitute necessarily. Um, I can't think of the word. It's fine. Andre Chica- Andre Chikatilo, out of Russia, another guy that could have been saved by a nice blue pill. Gary Ridgeway. Gary Ridgeway, the Greenway Green Ki- River Killer. Green River Killer. Yep. He was on my yeah. He was on my list. The Ridge uh, Gary Ridgeway was. This is quite a list, man. It's dark. This makes me feel like after me and uh, and Johnny do kind of a, an extra dark episode of History Creeps, I feel like I got to go home and take a shower now. <laughs> <laughs> is it okay that I say that I feel all right? <laughs> You're like, I feel at home. Yeah. I, I know these guys, backwards and forwards. The only guy on here that I don't have intimate knowledge of, well, and lady, Carol Baskins, <laughs> but um, David Miscavige, because um, the only um, influence that I've got from the Scientology came from the L. Ron Hubbard aspect, yeah. not the modern-day um, with David Miscavige. So, Johnny, you piqued me, and I'm definitely going to get into that now. So, thanks for that. There's a couple on here we haven't covered oh, yet for History Creeps that I'm now thinking, man, we really have a whole lot to choose from. Yeah. Um, the absolute uh, worst guy that has not come up here yet, the Toy Box Killer. Do you guys know about him? Oh, yeah. The, he had the, what was it, like a a semi kind of thing? Or what is it? The What do you call it? The... Um, like a box truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he kept the women in there and yeah. tortured them and stuff. Yeah, yeah dude. Messed up. He uh, had Rottweilers that he used. Oh, Jesus. Not to bite and eat. Oh, Jesus. Now, yeah, that's horrible. Sorry, guys. That's, where we'll, that's, that's, that's where we'll leave that. We, we <laughs> it's won't like go any episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know at the end of History Creeps, you guys are very good about this, and I need to be better at this at my podcast, is talk about... Where everyone can find you. So, Johnny, where can people find you and your uh, lovely work? 
uh, at my house. Uh, but if you're not looking there, uh, I'm on <laughs> History Creeps. It's obviously we've been talking about that. It's where Chris and I and Carter too. We talk about the creepier side of history. It's on this very network, and you can, wherever you get your podcast, Retro Blist and Retro Pop are two other different podcasts I do as well. Uh, I, I think I have another one coming, which would be a shocker, but uh, just stay tuned for that. Uh, I have a Instagram Johnnyism twenty eight is where I put my artwork, and I'll, I'll obviously talk about my podcast on there. So sweet. And what about your art? It's awesome. It's there. I draw. I draw cartoony stuff. Uh, if you like uh, uh, goofy things, uh, come check it. Yeah, out. Yeah, today I saw Chris Farley showed up. Oh, that's a nice one, dude. He drew me. That's once. a good one. Did he? Yes, he did. The yeah. Ginger Jesus. Yeah, he drew me uh, throwing chucking a football. That's hilarious. Nice, Chris. Yes, Chris. Chris, Chris Chavez with our. You can. Yeah, you can find me on the network as well as you can find all of these other amazing podcasts and content creators, BICBP-radio.com. Check it out. Uh, Facebook, History Creeps. Um, I do that podcast with Johnny and Carter, as he mentioned. I also do Chris and Anthony Just Can't Stop with Anthony Mullen of Vinyl Divers fame. Um, and uh, an up-and-coming Letter Kenny podcast with oh, this guy. That's right. He's got or maybe that it's out by now. No, yeah. by the time this comes out, who knows? Possibly, yes, actually. Yeah. Um, call on that. Let's see. I've got a couple others. We have Hardly Kayfabe that are, that's on hold at the moment. Um, I do have a couple of other shows in the works, so keep an eye out on that. BICBP-radio.com. Follow all the Facebook pages for all the shows and uh, hit us up on Apple. Make sure you give all of our shows five-star ratings. Give us your comments. Let us know how, you, how we're all doing. But, man, this was fun. I enjoyed this verily. I love having the OGs on. This was Such a good uh, episode. Good everything times. that I thought it was going to be. I learned stuff. There yeah. you go, right? This is Kyle's... Uh, it's dark, but you learn stuff. I, kn- I knew a bit, but I was just getting the toes in the water. We're uh, we're about shin deep right now. I'm ready to dive in. <laughs> yeah, shin deep into blood. Sweet. How's that feel? <laughs> Yikes. Sweet, yeah. sweet. Johnny, Chris, guys, thanks, really. This was awesome. Good. Thank you, sir. Kyle. Thanks for having us. Thanks for coming on, guys. And uh, until next time, enjoy those beers and, uh, I don't know, maybe get into some deep, dark, creepy stuff with us. All right? Later, guys. Awesome. We gotta call this thing. Tighten up. Come here. All right, guys. Here's the situation. Two minutes left. Zero timeouts. Down by a touchdown. We gotta drive 75 yards. All right. We can do this thing. I believe in each and every one of you. But real quick, did you guys know that the Two Point Conversation podcast runs five days a week, Monday through Friday, with various co-hosts and different themes every day? And then you can listen to them on BICBP-radio.com, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. So what's the play? Just, all right, just, come on, hurry up. Get to the line and just run, and I will get it to somebody, all right? Come on, on three. Ready, set, mother.
Delay of game. Offense.